Send me your location Let's glad the vibrations I don't need nothing else but you Ever consider using tech to help locate great restaurants, family-friendly activities, and neighborhood festivals or garage sales? Yeah, there's Google for that. Yet the best tech out there are social media apps. Developing apps requires creativity, ingenuity, and another quality most don't think about, science and math. Application development via tablets, phones, and computers falls under the science, technology, engineering, and math field, a.k.a. STEM. Ever wonder how many women are actively involved in STEM fields? Not many, unfortunately. The growth is slow, the numbers are low, yet there is some progress being made when it comes to women in STEM fields. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, there is a gender gap between women and men in STEM careers, and as of 2018, women make up just about 29% of the labor force. There have been many strides to close the gender gap with STEM, particularly social sciences like application development. Also, in 2019, among the STEM industry CEOs, there are only 3% who are women. Yes, those numbers are low, and yet, one woman who stands out in the STEM field is Katherine Johnson, a former Nassau mathematician who worked for them for 35 years. Katherine is one of the first black women who worked at Nassau as a scientist, and also her story is prominently featured in the film Hidden Figures. We wouldn't have known about Johnson or others like her without a modern-day resurgence of interest in science and in technology. Going back to the numbers and according to STEMwomen.com, there is also a gender pay gap in STEM-related industries. Between 2010 and 2015, women in STEM earned $20,000 less a year than men with a slight increase by 23% in recent years. In 2018, the average national salary for men in STEM was at 83,000 compared to 64,000 for women. And when we add race to the equation, the numbers are lower. According to the National Science Foundation, 20% of engineering jobs are held by white women, while black women just hold at about 2% of these positions. Because women, and particularly women of color, have been historically underrepresented in STEM majors at universities, as well as in STEM careers, many women in the field struggle against the perception of working in a biased environment. Scientific American discovered that 45% of women in STEM leave their jobs because they feel underpaid and underrepresented. Somehow, we must bridge the gender and pay rate gap. Yet, how can it be done? It's been done in other areas. Bridging the gap from the blues to jazz to rap. The history of music on this track. For Women's History Month, meet Cynthia McAllister, who has created a game-changing app to help the small business owners reach beyond their neighborhoods. She chose technology to be her business to help others with an app called KeySpot. Wouldn't we all like to know the intersection between technology and business? meeting just in one spot 
and on one app? Let's tune in to hear. I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. Interludes, a pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by nbnconnect.com. Learn more about how to network and subscribe to the NBN newsletter today. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson. Welcome to another edition of Interludes. And I'm always excited to talk to women entrepreneurs. And this one in particular is an IT specialist. And when I say that, she is smart because she deals with computers and IT and these things that make me cringe. Uh, business owner and operator of Quality SAP. And she's developed an app. This is a female that has developed an app called Keyspot, where she is connecting communities and supporting small business. And I am so happy to be a part of her community. Guys, welcome, Cynthia McAllister. How are you? Hi, Valerie. Great to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm so excited to share. Oh my gosh. So tell me your earliest memories of doing anything with math and what excited you as a child? All right, so here's the thing. I'm the youngest of three daughters. I was supposed mm -hmm. to be the boy, it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, I was the one who was so good at fixing things. Mm -hmm. I, um, I love to take things apart as a child and then figure out how to put them back together. So that was always my go-to. So I was good at math. Now, I was in honors and advanced math. And then eventually in college, I got my degree as an electrical engineer. So I have a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. I have a master's degree in IT management. So I was always in the field where it's dealing with, you know, IT, math, engineering. And if you were to choose a lane that you are the most excited about, because I heard electrical engineering and then I heard IT. What's your yeah. favorite? What which which one are you leaning toward? Information technology is where I have a passion and um, you know the experience, and I, I I really enjoy it. I really enjoy what it could bring to help people because not everybody's technical, and because of that, they need somebody else who is who could speak their language and help them out. So I've uh, been in IT for over twenty five years now. And with that, I wanted to use my background, my experience to help others. And that's why I started my company, Quality SAP, which stands for Quality Service and Products in 2007. So we've been around for 15 years and our mission is to connect communities and support small businesses and really focus on those businesses who are like solopreneurs who really need that background, that, that structure. And that's what we're here to do. So here's my question to you. Have you been operating as a solopreneur since you started Quality SAP or have you recruited a team? 
Oh, I have a team, all right. <laughs> my team has definitely expanded. And that's the thing. If you are a business owner and you're looking to grow, you have to begin to expand because you can't do everything. Mm -hmm. And part of what I've done as a company is establish a whole community of small business owners. And that was part of when I launched the Key Spot mobile app. I wanted to do something more than provide a platform to share information with the community. I wanted to also give small businesses an opportunity to be part of a network. So with KeySpot, we are here to provide them uh, a partnership. Basically, people who might not be technical, who need a website or need a mobile app or who need social media marketing. Guess what? We are here to help them or we could connect them. And that's part of what we do with our KeySpot business partner network. Yeah, and the one thing that I found when I did a little digging and research on your website is that your company also gives grants. I see that you highlight every quarter where you give a grant to a small business owner that's a part of the Key Spot community. How did that come about? Well, you know, as a person who is a small business owner, I know how it is to not have all the financial funds that you need. Mm -hmm. And any, any amount can be helpful. So that's why I wanted to make it a mission every quarter to be able to give an opportunity for one of our small businesses who are part of our KeySpot Business Partner Network a chance so they can use the money that we give for whatever they need in their business. So there's no limit to what they could do with the money that we, we provide. So over the years, we'll continue to increase it, but we are every quarter we're giving away money for our, our small businesses. Great. And where did the name KeySpot come from? What what inspired the naming of the app that KeySpot? Because to me, I'm thinking about a spotlight. That's what comes mm -hmm. into my mind. But what 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 was the your thinking behind naming it that KeySpot? So um, when I initially had the idea, I'm like, okay, I need to find a name that is something that brings people together and people can connect with it. And so one day I was driving in the car with my son and I was telling him my whole idea and concept about an app. I'm like, ah, I'm trying to figure out what is something that I could bring together two words that make sense to people. And he was like, what about a key to unlock and then a spot, a place. So unlocking the door and going to a place. I'm like, that's it, key spot. So we're opening the door to all of these places all across the country, which are small businesses. So that's where KeySpot came. Oh, and you were inspired by your son. That's 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 excellent. What would be your advice to the small business owner, especially now that we're in the transition of the pandemic? I think I think we might be coming out. Not 100% sure, but I think we are. I'm not sure. I think we are. What would be your advice for the small business owner that is trying to either build capital or to continue to stay connected with other businesses to keep themselves afloat? What would you what would you what would you say? to? Them? I think the biggest advice is to network. You mm -hmm. need to be part of an organization, a community, have partnerships. You need to get yourself out there. And also you need support. You can't just be a solopreneur and do everything on your own. Okay. Mm -hmm. It can't just be a one man show and then you grow. 
You have to have people who help you along the way. So that's the biggest advice. Yep. Become part of a network. Be part of Keyspot. It's free for people to be part of and join Keyspot. So that's a great opportunity to give you a start. And then we can also understand what you need so we can give you tools to help get you where you want to be. I don't care how you get here. Get here if you can. Yeah. And because you had a background in engineering, which to me is difficult within itself, just, oh my gosh, engineering, what, what, what does that look like? <laughs> I know there's been programs where it's literally STEM and I, that's dealing with science. I always forget. What Technology, engineering, math, yes. Right. So if anyone is threatening to like take out those programs out of schools, what would you say to that? Uh, well, first of all, IT is the way to go if you're looking to get a career where you have a large potential for income. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs somebody in technology, no matter what company it is. So if, if a school is looking to remove any programs, STEM programs, then that means they're limiting the resources who are gonna be the next generation of leaders, mm -hmm. of people who are gonna build and invent the newest and biggest thing. So we're stunting our growth when it comes to what potential we have with the youth, if we decide that we're not gonna invest in them. Yeah, and, and I've heard that they've, usually sometimes they like to take out the arts but then sometimes I hear that if there isn't enough funding, some STEM programs will get taken as well. And for someone who has been in IT for over two decades, I know you're very passionate about that. And there's not a lot of women in tech. So how do you speak to other folks, especially girls that have an interest in tech? Yeah, well, some of the things I do um, as part of my community outreach is I speak to the youth. I go to the schools, I bring in interns, not only from colleges, but seniors in high school, giving them opportunities to see what it's like to be part of a, a organization, an IT company, to learn, to ask questions. So uh, one of the things that I'm going to continue to do as I grow as a company is have um, you know, educational programs for people who are interested in technology. I want to give them opportunities to get full-time work, eventually working for my company. So I have a whole uh, path that I have outlined of what I want to do for my company and also to help people to get more involved in IT. Wow. And in running, in running your company, uh, Quality SAP, what has been the biggest challenge and the biggest highlight? Ooh, okay. So I think the biggest challenge, that's a good one. The biggest challenge for me has been to really get the word out about what it is that I do. That's why I appreciate all the opportunities, like speaking with you, speaking with your audience to introduce people to what I'm doing, because it's really something that I'm passionate about. It's something that's positive. It's something that's been effective for those people who have been part of the program and touched by our Keyspot Business Partner Network. So that's been the biggest challenge, just being able to get more mouths out there to be aware and speak highly and speak out there about Keyspot, because it's great. It's a great program. Um, and then you said, what am I proud about? 
Yeah. Is that the other one? The thing mm -hmm. that I am um, very proud about is the success that I've had thus far. You know, it, it has been a long road because I said six years is when I initially launched KeySpot, but now we're across 27 states. We have KeySpot business partners from coast to coast. We have people who are representing KeySpot all across the country. So we are seeing growth and I love it when people recognize the logo and know, oh yeah, I've seen that before. So that's something that I'm really happy and excited to see. Yeah, because I've talked to some other folks and I've met some people in the network. Thank you. And it's been fun to get to know some of the other members of the KeySpot community. So I thank you for inviting me to be a part of it. Now, the one thing that I'm always fascinated with are other people that do podcasting. And to me, if you are just doing IT, if you're just doing an app and running that, you have time to go into a food coma. <laughs> <laughs> I think in 2018, according to your website, you said you started Food Coma, which is Conversations Over Meals in America. What inspired this? So another area I have a passion for is um, diversity and inclusion. And my whole concept about Food Coma at the time was giving people an opportunity to share and celebrate culture and people of diverse backgrounds. We would have bring on people on the show who would be uh, best friends who are coming from different backgrounds. You would not have ever thought they were best friends or people who are in uh, relationships, interracial relationships, and just having conversation about how they got to know each other. How has their perception of life changed because of the person in their life? So mm -hmm. that's how I started it. And then over the years, I, uh, made a, a change. I still celebrate diversity and inclusion, which is what KeySpot is about. We are a diverse community of business owners. But what I do now is I bring them on the show. So it's focused on our business owners and they share a recipe, which we, well, which I cook. <laughs> and then I get to eat it on the show and they talk about it. But then we also talk about their business and their business journey. So for them, it's an opportunity to showcase who they are, what they're all about, what they have to offer to people. And I really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I saw you with your cards and they're looking like Oprah, like, what did you think about this? Go <laughs> on now, Cynthia. Right? <laughs> Channeling Oprah with her little little cards going. Right. <laughs> if people wanted to know more about Quality SAP or Food Coma or the app, key spot where would they go so we have two websites we have our www.qualitysap.com website and then we also have the one devoted to key spot which is www.keyspotapp.com the other thing to mention i'm also an author so I, earlier in the conversation you mentioned what is a word of advice and i said networking is key that was one of the um, things that I included in my book, which is, yes, you can, 10 great ways to market your business. It's really important as a business owner to network. And if you check out that book, you could go to my website at keyspotapp.com or you could find it on Amazon. Wow. And you've written a book as well. Oh, my gosh. Can can she do it all? She's like uh, Shaka Khan slash Whitney Houston. I'm every woman. I can do your <laughs> IT. I can cook for you. And then I can do some other stuff, too. I can market you as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so happy that you were able to join us. Cynthia McAllister, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you, Valerie. I appreciate it. And everybody out there, be sure to get your opportunity and register free on Keyspot. So visit us at keyspotapp.com. Oh my gosh. I'm Val the Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. For a behind-the-scenes laugh with Cynthia McAllister and myself, please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony, and Val The Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in the chat on our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson. Original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by NBNConnect.com. Learn more about how to network with the premier growth platform for established black and urban business owners, professionals, and non-for-profit organizations. Sign up for a free newsletter at NBNConnect.com. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Pure Light Media. <laughs> <laughs>